take two. Hey, okay, we, did we did it. We did it in Yay. two takes. Woo -woo. Okay, great. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. back. Um, you're here with Kathleen and Kim and Uncomfortable Conversations, Conversations with, with the K&K Twins. Twins. So don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, we appreciate that. So hey, we thought tonight we would just take a minute to do some quick review about what codependency is. So, um, so if you're still not sure if you're codependent, this might be the night for you. Um, we're going to give you some key signs of codependency. Mm -hmm and to try and help you determine if this is you. And you may want to have somebody else listen to this and tell you, yes, that's you, because we lack objectivity. We don't see, we don't see it. So we may say no, but someone, you know, if you're a significant other or your children or whatever oh, are sitting next to you and say, that is so you. you. Yeah. Or your best friend. I was just thinking, you know, if your, your best, best friend, friend goes, that's totally <laughs> that's you. That's you. You so, need to listen to them. Yes, <laughs> exactly. you do not see yourself clearly. You don't. So, so um, so yeah, we're just going to kind of walk yeah. through these and give some examples from our own lives. Mm -hmm. So see if you can relate to these and if these resonate with you, then we'll just continue to walk this uh, journey together. And I think it's especially important and, and it's maybe especially hard if you were not raised in a family right. that is traditionally codependent. And when mm -hmm. I say that, I mean you weren't raised in an alcoholic home. You weren't raised in a physically or sexually abusive home. You weren't getting, you know, beaten um, as a child or whatever, you may go, well, I'm not codependent. Those right. are codependent things. But neither one of us were raised in homes like that. Mm -hmm. There was no alcohol abuse. There was no drug abuse. There was no physical, physical abuse, abuse or sexual um, abuse. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's, there are other ways um, that you can become codependent. And right. so um, this might be for you if you're really not sure how you got this way. <laughs> Because think about it, you may have had perfectly lovely parents. They yes. may have been really good people, nice people, but they weren't able to validate you the way you needed to be validated. So they may have been emotionally unavailable. They may have loved you. Mm -hmm. They just weren't sure how to express that. They may not have been able to, They maybe they weren't real nur nurturing. They weren't real affectionate. They weren't real complimentary. Mm -hmm they weren't able to really help you to feel good about yourself or help you to be honest and open with your emotions. Maybe it was one of those households where people suppressed things and you weren't able to talk about your feelings or what was really going on, the reality of what was really happening. We had to just deny everything. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how all of that starts. And it doesn't mean it's an indictment of your parents. Now you may have had bad parents. They may have been abusive. They may have been all of those things. And that's unfortunate. We're sorry for that because that's a, that's a horrible way for a child to, um, you know, a home to grow up in. But that's not the only way you come become codependent. Mm -hmm. So we want to make that really clear yes. for those who think that that may not apply to them. It very well may. Because the main thing you want to really understand about codependency and those of us who are codependent um, is that really all we're desperate for is love. So That's if you it. don't feel like you were loved as a child, again, it's not an indictment of your parents. Right. They did the best they could, but you have your own truth and your own story, and it affected you whether it was intentional or not. Right. Um, and so, you know, that desperate need and desire for love, we're all made with this, this hole that needs to be filled with love. Exactly. And if you, if you didn't get it, um, there's something that you lack, right? And so that's where exactly. codependency kind of um, creates itself mm -hmm. in that broken part. And you do what you know. 
You do what you've experienced, so we continue those cycles. Yep, we sure okay? do. So just keep in mind, again, that we all walk through this world with a need for validation, a need for love, a need for acceptance, okay? Mm -hmm. If you didn't get those in your family of origin, you're going to walk through life looking for that continuously. It's and like that song, looking for love in all, all the, the wrong, wrong places. places. <laughs> that's right. That was a very insightful song. Right? I never thought about it at the time. Right? Yeah, Isn't yeah. that what it really, so, you know, exactly. that's what we do. So, um, and it manifests itself in, in a lot of different ways. But um, one of the first things you'll key. notice about yourself is that you need to be needed um, by other people. Like that is where you get your value. Um, that is where you feel like you have worth mm -hmm. is in that need to be needed. And when you can fix things and solve problems mm -hmm. and um, manipulate or create perfection right. that need to be needed um, it's I mean obviously we all want to be the right best, you know? it feels good to be needed but when, but it, when it's your driving force that mm -hmm. you everything that you're doing all the decisions you make is to create a situation where you're needed mm -hmm. because you need that that is so unhealthy oh you're creating mm -hmm. paralysis in other people right you do and we think about it in terms of if you think about it with parents if you're if, if you're raising children because you're so needy that you need to be needed, you're gonna create them to be needy. Mm -hmm. You're gonna create them to need you, which is really doing them a disservice mm -hmm. because they're gonna be very ill-equipped to go out and survive in the world. Mm -hmm. They're not gonna be able to cut that apron string. They're not gonna be the baby bird that gets out of the nest. Right. They're gonna to continue to depend on you. And that really, in all honesty, let's be honest, it's crippling. It is. It's crippling them. It is not what's best for your children. I don't know, I, I almost feel like that's abusive. Yeah. To not um, mm -hmm. let them teach them to not let them have their own value and their own worth because you're basically telling them you're not good enough to take care of yourself. Right? You exactly. Need you need me to take care you of me. you because you are not capable of it. And it teaches them well, it I think it instills in them a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. It it destroys their self esteem yep. because you really are telling them that. You yeah. need me. Yeah. You need them to need you. So you are telling them, you need me. You can't stand on your own two feet. You can't do this without me. You need me. And so they don't think they could do this on them by themselves. And that's scary. And so they do depend on you. They become needy. Unhealthily. It's this symbiotic kind yeah. of parasitical relationship. But then in that, you also create codependent people, yes. which continues that vicious Psycho. cycle. <laughs> so everything you're trying to mm -hmm. understand right. right now and work through and and find healing of if you are doing this to your children your spouse your significant mm -hmm. other um, you're creating you're creating a codependent person right trust me I've done it a few times I've done it I've um, done it so yeah okay so the other thing is and this kind of ties into that is you feel responsible for solving other people's problems for fixing them mm -hmm. Um, if you can't fix them, you're afraid they're going to leave you, mm -hmm. that they're going to abandon you, um, that um, maybe you fear that that's all you bring to the relationship mm. is fixing them, saving them, rescuing them, um, that if you can't fix their problems, then you don't have a lot of value in the relationship. That is really scary. So yeah. when you talk about needing to be needed in a marriage relationship, maybe you are married to somebody who um, you have created this relationship where they need you so you're always cleaning up behind them right. you're always 
fixing their problems, trying to make things easy would, for them. I would say I overfunctioned in my marriage. Yes, where much I more. did way more than it wasn't balanced because we're going to get to that. I yeah. I was overfunctioning. I did all the things yes. um, in an effort to, in my mind, um, create a, a a peaceful or perfect or Don't rock the boat. to be needed. <laughs> you know, I want you know I want you to see my value. Um, life is better with me in it kind of a mindset um, and not in an arrogant way but almost in a to prove our, a our worth way. yes yeah mm -hmm. um, so that's yeah it's over functioning um, and then a, a, this is a big one for us we have an inability to say no <laughs> we just say yes to everything uh, it, it doesn't matter if it's no boundaries for us <laughs> um, as a matter of fact we say yes to things that we know are not, not good best. for us. Mm -hmm. We know it's not good for the person that we're saying yes to. It's not in their best inter right. interest, but we f may feel like it's necessary for the survival of the relationship. Like they're not gonna love us, they're not gonna accept us, they're not going to be, want, they may dispose of us. We may be disposable. Mm -hmm. And that's a terrifying one, to be alone maybe, right. um, if we to say no. And I think it goes back to what you say about a balance in a relationship. If there's one person that wants that relationship to work so much more than the other person, that other person's going to sit by and coach and just let you do all the work. Of Absolutely. course they're going to let you do it because you're way more invested in the relationship than they are. That's unhealthy and that's yeah. unbalanced and that should definitely be a red flag. So Yeah, I was just going to say, right? that's, that red I really flag. feel like that's a red flag mm -hmm. for me in a relationship. If, mm -hmm. if it is not reciprocal, right. like... I don't need mm -hmm. to be here. Right. I don't exactly. need to do this because um, that's that's not healthy and that's not what I want. Exactly. I want reciprocation. And that need to be needed can bring about the situation where you get hurt yeah. or angry or resentful. If people don't recognize you, if they don't praise you, you go above board to fix and save and salvage and do all this stuff. And if they don't appreciate that and they don't acknowledge that and they don't praise you and, and you don't great. get yeah. if you don't get that acknowledgement that you need then you're angry and resentful because you've done all these things Absolutely. for them and they don't appreciate it but also then we also feel badly about ourselves and like we're not good enough too. right exactly so that that messes with our self-esteem as well which is you know already mm -hmm. in the toilet but that's part of the reason we're, it's in the toilet is because we're looking at these external forces to validate ourselves and we've created that dynamic because we do everything mm -hmm. and the other person gets used to that and expects that so why should they praise you for that? Because it's just what you do. Yeah. But you've exactly. created that. Yep. So it's kind of this weird cycle again. So. And that's what you're going to see. It is very cyclical. Yes. This codependent, these codependent relationships are very cyclical. Yeah. And, um, you know, we often call it the circle dance where you're doing the same steps and the same movements and you have to get out of the dance. You have to get yeah. out of step in order to change it. Change those you're steps. Just, you're just perpetuating the same cycle. Um, so this one I feel like is one that a lot of us don't realize that we as codependents really feel the need to be in control all the time, all which is kind of crazy because we feel like everything's out of control, which I don't think we would willingly acknowledge. I don't think I would have ever said in the, the height or depths of my codependency that I was so in control. I felt this desperate need to hang on to and control um, and to avoid conflict and um, to keep the peace at all costs. And I, I lost my voice. Um, I lost who I was. Um, 
I disappeared is actually how I've explained it. I disappeared for years and years and years in an effort to keep peace in my home and an effort to feel safe um, Mm -hmm. and worthy and and to keep my children safe. and, it, and that may be emotionally, you know, maybe emotional safety, maybe physical safety. For, for me, it was um, very much emotional safety for myself mm-hmm. and, and my children because, you know, it was scary yeah. sometimes in my house. And so, um, you know, I, I kind of manipulated things and kept the peace and things and tried to control. Um, what I used to say is I, I managed his feelings um, of my ex. I managed his feelings in an effort to uh, stay safe. And I actually kind of almost like wore it as a badge of honor, like, mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. you know, that's my job. My job is to manage his feelings, which is not. It is his job to manage right? his feelings. Right, exactly. But that's part of that codependent is the, uh, and that wanting to control. Um, and, you know, if I don't do it, what will happen? Will he leave? Will he hurt us? Will uh, physically or emotionally? Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, that lack of control, not knowing, is terrifying right um, for a codependent because you don't like to not know what's going to happen mm-hmm. and be in control so really if you're in a relationship where you find yourself avoiding conflict at all costs mm-hmm. that should be a red flag mm-hmm. um, you don't want to upset anyone your partner whoever and so you give in you do anything whatever it takes you give in you do things you don't really want to do mm-hmm. maybe you, you compromise your own values sure. um, because because you're so afraid of the conflict that you you act in ways that you're not even comfortable with. So conflict actually brings up a sense of panic in the codependent mm-hmm. because we're so afraid that if we express our own opinion, mm-hmm. if we express our own feelings, if we disagree yes. with the dysfunctional person we're in relationship with, they will leave us. They will, they will withdraw us. from us. We will be rejected and we can't handle that. Mm-hmm. So we keep the peace at all costs. Again, that's that desperate need for love. We will feel unloved right. if they withdraw all of that from us. Yep. So we feel like if we're not fulfilling their every need, mm-hmm. that they may leave. So we feel that we have no value if we don't fill all their needs all the time. If we're not making them feel good about themselves all the time, they might just abandon us. They may reject us. And so we may be dishonest. Right. When they really could benefit from the truth in love Mm -hmm. and go, you know, that's actually not what you're doing is not what's best for our family. What you're doing is not what's best for you. Um, And, you know, we may not call them on it. We may let them do that bad behavior. And that kind of goes back to trying to maintain a relationship. There's an unbalance there. So you're you're really trying to hold on to this relationship mm-hmm. you're just trying to make sure you can you know just hold on to this relationship at all costs even mm-hmm. at the cost of yourself yep. you lose yourself as mm-hmm. kim said mm-hmm. we lose our voice i did I we don't even know who we are or what didn't. we want what we like what we feel anymore and and we're just doing whatever it takes to hold on to that at all costs so um and so because we don't really when we get when you get beaten down in a relationship like that when you're codependent you tend to gravitate towards people who may be controlling or narcissistic and those kinds of things and that will beat you down in the relationship so you don't even trust yourself anymore Mm -hmm. you don't trust yourself to see things clearly even though you may be seeing the truth but you you deny it that's the blinder you put on you put on these blinders so 
you don't even trust yourself to evaluate reality anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even if your body is telling you something's right? not right, you dismiss and go, oh, it must be my imagination. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, everything's fine. But we've all, I think, I think women have this almost like a sixth sense where we feel things mm -hmm. and, um, but I think we're taught in society not to listen to our gut. Right. Um, and that we're being overly emotional and that we need to just, you know, sit back and be quiet. Right. Um, and we, we learn, we are taught, and so uh, therefore we learn not to trust ourselves. And that's where that perfectionism comes from, too. Yeah. We're so driven to do everything perfectly right. We want to do everything right. We want people to validate us. So if we, if we make any mistakes or, or we, we fail at something, heaven forbid, that there's any kind of failure, then we just beat ourselves up and we just feel like, People are, again, rejection, abandonment, mm -hmm. people leaving, all of those things. So it's hard for us to do anything but be perfect. Yes. We want to be perfect. strive to be perfect. Strive to be perfect. That's mm -hmm. um, a lot of pressure. It is a lot. <laughs> a of, lot we put of a lot pressure. of pressure on ourselves. So, But if we really feel like our value in this relationship comes from us saving this person, fixing this person, making life easy for them Cleaning like the parent their with their kids mm -hmm. that's always trying to make life easy we don't want them to have any struggles we don't want them to suffer in any way if that's where our value comes from that's not healthy because you're not really not. partnering with someone you're not parenting your right. child you're not, you're not teaching, teaching them, them about mm -hmm. real life mm -hmm. okay so I think codependents do tend to clean up mess a lot. And we gravitate towards those people who need to be fixed. Mm. We gravitate towards those people who are dysfunctional mm -hmm. because they make us feel needed. Right. Right? They feel that need to be needed. But it gives us something to take the focus off ourselves, put it on them to fix them. Yeah. Because they and need all the attention. Feel good about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it makes us feel like everything's okay for us, yeah. you know, but it's up to us just to fix them. We've got to fix all their problems. Well, that's and that's we're not, so good yeah. At it. Yeah. So. Not. Yeah, no. we already did that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. We actually really already talked about that. Okay. Um, oh, uh, did we actually talk about that too? The yeah. Once? Yeah, we do. So because we don't even know. Well, uh, okay. So one of the things we do is we suppress our wants, our needs, our preferences. And I talked about kind of how I disappeared um, and I lost myself for years, and mm -hmm. I, I really didn't matter. My kids mattered, my husband mattered, um, but I no longer mattered. I never took into consideration what was best for me. Right. Um, you know, I would sacrifice my own health and effort. I was very much a martyr, um, where I would sacrifice, you know, sacrifice sleep, sacrifice eating the best food. Like I would give them the healthy food and I would eat the, the crappy food because really when you think about it, it had to be because I valued them more than myself which is kind of painful mm -hmm. to say. Yeah. Um, but that, why else would you do something like that? And we so selfish if we took care of ourselves. True. Guilty and selfish. True. We've been listening, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And this is something that they all bring up. This losing of yourself and the guilt over saying, hey, I like this or I don't like that mm -hmm. or I want this or I don't want that. And having no boundaries. Right. And yeah, exactly. No and not boundaries. being able to say you should be in any healthy relationship. It's okay to have your own preferences. Things yes. that you like you and you to don't have your like. Own opinion. Exactly. Yeah. And it needs to be okay that you have your own opinion. Right. It can't create um, a war. And you need to have a safe place to say, this is actually what I want. This is what I don't want. Mm -hmm. This is my boundary. Mm -hmm. You 
don't if you cross it this is what happens that's actually a healthy response just letting people run over you and and taking care of everybody else at the detriment of yourself those are those are like we have boundaries that we put on for others but we also have boundaries that we need to do use on ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, you know we talk about you having a boundary with work and like making sure you stop working at a Mm -hmm. certain time and that's a personal boundary Um, you know one of my boundaries right now is I really want to make sure I take care of myself and do things that bring me joy and that are fun I one of the things I learned when I was finding myself again which I know sounds cheesy but I literally didn't know who I was what I, I didn't you know people would ask me what my hobbies were I literally couldn't think of a hobby I didn't have one um, I didn't know what I liked I didn't know what I didn't like and I went on this journey and this quest to really learn who I was and and find what brought me joy and one of the things I learned early on this process was that fun was very important to me mm-hmm. and that everything I did needed to be, have an element of fun in it whether it's work or play I need to have fun and so even at work we laugh a lot we have fun. and we have, a, have fun because that is a value that's important to me. And that's okay. Some people think that's very frivolous. That's okay for them. <laughs> this is what's best for that me. Gets us through the day. Um, and that's one of the things I had to, that I had to learn in finding myself again. And um, so I, I, will, I will freely say that I swung too far on the other side of the pendulum. So I went from like never having fun to wanting to have fun all of the time um and and i kind of and you know my kids were like oh my gosh you're uh, so for me singing is fun so i would you know go out and sing and they're like you're always out singing and it was also probably um an avoid a blinder and an avoidance technique of keeping busy mm-hmm. um, at the time oh. it was mm-hmm. okay at the time when i was doing it um uh, really all the time I would say, especially if I had a really bad day, it was how I would shake off the day is what I would say. Is I just needed to shake off the day because I could I go into this other world where there was no stress and there was no pain. Um, it was just doing something that fed my soul. And I, I would tell my kids, I'm like, I know, I know I'm doing it too much. Like I know I'm doing too much. And I say and I would say, you know, I, I kind of feel like it's like um like forced gump. Like in the movie Forrest Gump where he went running and he ran and ran and ran and ran. And then one day he said, okay, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> I said, you know, one day I'm going to be done. And I, I understand. And find the balance again. I, yeah, I understand. It's a lot. Um, but this is where I am right now. And, and, you know, allowing myself to work through my pain and to find myself again um, is really, but it wasn't perfect. You know, right. I swung a little too far. I feel like I'm balancing out though. Yeah, yeah, for think? sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> she was worried about me. I, was, I, was. I knew I would be fine. Yeah, yeah. One day I would stop running and, you'd and go. Good. I'm going to go home gone. now. Yeah, but but think about these are some red flags for yourself. So yeah. if you're if if you're afraid to speak up or set boundaries because of someone else's reaction. If, if it's scary, if you're scared to do that because you don't know how they're going to react mm-hmm. or if you're going to feel really guilty, that's yeah. a problem. So you should recognize that as a red flag. Um, and, it, and if it's one of those things where you feel like you just can't survive on your own, you can. Mm-hmm. But if you're you so can. afraid of being alone that you compromise yourself, mm-hmm. that's a problem. That's yeah. a red fra- flag because mm-hmm. you can be. And, and, and it, that's why I think it's scary for people to be alone and reflect on themselves mm-hmm. and just 
introspect and yeah. look at their feelings and, and, and who they are and where they're at. So, um, so if, if you never make the relationship about yourself, about your needs, your wants, your preferences, if you're afraid to express those in your relationship because you're afraid your partner will leave you, mm -hmm. If you disagree or belittle you or, right? or make you feel like your wants and needs are not important. Right. Or that's dismiss, stupid or it's dismissive. Mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a trigger for me. That is a huge red flag. If you're in a relationship right now where they dismiss your feelings, your desires, your wants to the point where, you know, it's hurtful. They criticize you. They put you down, whatever. Or you just don't say those things for, because you know how they're going to react. Yep. That's a problem. That yep. is not a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. That is part of a codependent cycle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's see. I feel like we, some of these, I feel like we've, we've covered talked, a lot of these. Yeah, talked about so, them so much. Yeah. Um, this one I think is important. If you have a hard time identifying your own feelings and your own needs, um, as codependents, we are very much in denial. We lack objectivity, which means we don't see ourselves clearly. So if you can't pinpoint what you're feeling, or if you use the same kind of word like frustrated all the time, you're like, I'm, oh, I'm so frustrated. Um, you're not identifying what you're actually feeling. And so that's a, mm -hmm. that's a codependent response versus a healthy response. A healthy response would be like, you know what? I feel really hurt and I feel like I wasn't heard. And it makes me feel like you don't value me. That is a healthy response versus I'm just frustrated and, and you can't really pinpoint it. Mm -hmm. um, and when you're used to being there for everybody else and making everything about them um, the, and we lose sight of ourselves and there's no, again, it's not reciprocated. There's nobody over there right? going, they want it to be all about you. Let's take care of you. What do you need? Um, if you don't ever hear that, <laughs> that is an out of balance, uh, relationship. And, yeah. and you know, let's, let's, you know, like your kids aren't going to do that. You know, your kids aren't going to go, mom. Yeah, what do you need? What do you need? So let's be realistic here. You know, we're not talking about those relationships. You know, with your kids, you are going to do more giving than uh, receiving. Um, so I want to make sure we're clear and, mm -hmm. and healthy. <laughs> but in your partnerships, yeah, it should be even friendships. Friendships, it mm -hmm. should be that way. Mm -hmm. So if 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 you really feel like your role is to make the other person feel better. Mm -hmm. Like we said, fix them, save them, rescue them, make it life easy for them. Mm -hmm. um, even if you put your own self at risk mm -hmm. or um, just sacrifice yourself, yeah. that's a red flag. If you need to be the savior, if you need to be needed by that person mm -hmm. and you'll do anything to make sure that they need you, that is so unhealthy. If you're identifying yourself now, you yeah. are a codependent and you need to, you need to, I shouldn't say you need we suggest yes. that you walk through this healing journey, that you begin to identify these things. If and you heal. are always in crisis or yes. people you oh my gosh, connect yes. yourself to are always having a crisis, Drama. everything is always chaos. the horrible, most horrible thing ever, chaos. That is, that is a codependent response. Yes. Um, and if you are in relationship with people who are always having a crisis, that is a codependent relationship. Mm -hmm. You are probably solving their problems all the time because right. it feels good. They're always in crisis because mm -hmm. they have learned that that's, too. That's not normal. Normal people are not always in crisis. That is a codependent um, relationship is, there. For sure. So just to kind of recap, that need to be needed, the unbalanced relationship, if you only feel important, valued, or, or have worth when you're, is when your partner needs you, that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. um, but you may then be drawn to choose partners who mm -hmm. are needy, 
in crisis, mm -hmm. have addictions, have mental health issues, um, who are struggling and have one problem after another, that's who you're going to be drawn to because that gives you the opportunity to demonstrate your worthiness. Your that, superhero Your superhero, yeah, your savior <laughs> complex. Yes, so we really do. If yeah. you were, ask yourself if you're in a relationship because you need to be needed. You may not be able to even identify that right now, but that's why we gave you some of these examples so you can see kind of what that looks like. So that's a really good opportunity, though, for you to do some soul searching. Yes. And to really evaluate who am I? Who am I? Outside of what my job is, outside of my roles in the world, you know, my role as a friend, my role as a mom, my role as a wife, my role as a sister, what, who am I? What kind of person am I? Mm -hmm. um, what do I need? These are questions that we are responsible. Nobody else can manage mm -hmm. us and nobody else is responsible to fulfill our needs. Mm -hmm. We can't look to our partners, our friends to give us what we need. Really ultimately in a healthy relationship, we provide what we need yeah. and everybody else is just icing on the cake. Right. Um, what do I love? What brings me joy? What brings me peace? Mm -hmm. um, that's That was a real, and I'll tell you, when I first started evaluating it, because I didn't know, it was very. I was very frustrated, and actually, I was, I was very frustrated. Yeah. I was angry. Yeah, I was mad because was I, I felt like, how did I get this far in my life? Because I was probably in my early forties then, and I thought, oh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, how do you get to be, you know, forty funky years old and you don't even know what you love? Like it just right. made you don't know me what you mad. Like, what you want to do? Yeah, with that your I spare let time. myself go right that far. We didn't have spare time because we always kept ourselves so busy, busy we couldn't do, deal with our stuff. Yeah. So yeah, putting so, everybody else first. So we have to try and figure out how to develop our sense of self and how to yeah. develop that balance. What am I good at? Yeah, exactly. You know, my mom was an artist, and I didn't realize this for years until into you know really. I know she painted a little bit when I was in high school, middle school or high school, but I think she kind of left that all behind. And then after we were all out of school, she started dabbling in these other mediums and she was an artist mm -hmm. and she was creative. She had a very creative spirit. And I felt kind of a sadness that that all kind of fell by, you know, the wayside while we were all growing up. Of course, I know kids take your time, but she had no outlet for that artistic mm -hmm. spirit in her. And later when I saw some of her drawings, some of her paintings, I was just in awe and thought, wow, you know, she was, she was artistic and I didn't realize that. So imagine what that feels like when you have this gift and you have this thing that brings you joy and you stifle it and you forget you about it and you it. don't use it. Mm -hmm. So think about what do you enjoy? Um, develop your sense of self. Spend time learning about who you are now or getting back to who you were as a child, what made you who you are. Because we, a lot of times, lose that in our codependent walk, <laughs> our codependent yeah. dance. We lose all those things that make us who we are. Um, Uniqueness and of ourselves. Exactly. But we need to develop some balance and, and not always be focused on other people, but have a healthy balance where we are taking care of ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. And this one I think is important. And this is easier said than done, but very it's so. very simple. I mean, it's simply said, creating healthy boundaries. But that is very difficult, especially if it's hard to say no to people, especially if you lab, lack objectivity. So the key to healthy boundaries is to examine 
well, is to not take on other people's stuff. Yeah. Everyone has to carry their own stuff, has to deal with their own stuff. So if you find yourself taking on somebody else's responsibility, there's a difference between truly helping somebody and supporting them. Mm -hmm. When they need it and, being, and ask for it. And saving them and rescuing and fixing. Yeah. So let's say, even if they, yeah, if they haven't asked for your help, don't offer it. Mm -hmm. Don't. Don't just jump in and fix something for somebody if they haven't asked you. Now, even if they ask you, ask yourself, are they doing what they can do to help themselves? Mm -hmm. There's a difference between helping somebody carry their load and carrying it for them. And is helping them my response? Is that what's best for me? Is it really my responsibility? Is it really somebody else's responsibility? Is this going to cause me harm? So, for example, if somebody is always asking to borrow money all the time because they're not managing their money well, well, is it what's best for them to get, keep giving them money without requiring them to learn to manage their money? Right. No. Um, is it what's best for you to keep putting money out that you may or may not have? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, those are boundaries. You can say, even if you have the means, you can say, you know what, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that for you anymore. That's right. a boundary. Um, and, I, you know, I, I can help you budget. I can help you in this way. But unfortunately, that's going to be something I'm not going to mm -hmm. be able to help with. And that's a hard one. It is a hard one. And so I think you really have to examine your motives because if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and angry and re resentful and bitter, you're probably either being used or manipulated or you're fixing and rescuing and you're being a savior, but you're being resentful about it because the other person isn't doing what they need to do for yeah. themselves. You can walk alongside, alongside mm -hmm. them. If that person is really doing everything they can to fix their own problems, like maybe ask them a good question like, well, Boy, that sounds, you know, that sounds difficult when they come to you with a problem and say, so what have you tried? Yes. So what are you doing to fix what the problem? You, what have you tried What do you so think far? you're going to do about mm -hmm. it? So what's what your do you get, next step? Instead of saying, well, here's what you should do, or here's what I can do, I can help you. They didn't ask for your help. Just That's say, well, what do you do. think you're going to do about that? That's what we do as codependents. Right? We're really great exactly. at seeing other people's exactly. problems and having great solutions. Exactly. I used to have a friend that was in constant chaos. Like, she was in one crisis after another, and finally, a group of us were kind of talking and she would come and she'd say, oh my gosh, look what's happening. If I don't do this, this is going to happen. I need help. I need." And finally, uh, some of us were talking. And I said, do you ever notice that this is a never-ending thing with her? And we started to realize she was making bad choices. Mm. She made poor decisions. And when the consequences of those bad decisions came, suddenly she was in crisis and everyone had to help her. So the more we helped her, the less she learned to be responsible for mm -hmm, herself mm -hmm. and make different choices because we jumped in to fix it all the time, to save her as good friends. Right. And we finally all figured this out. And so we said, you know what, let's kind of talk amongst ourselves. And when she comes one to the next, you know, and, and wants everyone to do all of this, we're going to decline. We're going to say, you know what, why don't you, try, you know, what do you think you're going to do? Or how about if you try, tell us what you've tried so far. Well, I can't, I can't do well, then you know what? We just all kind of stopped. Well, you know what she did? She moved on to another group of friends. Wow. She actually moved on to another group of friends. It was a, a group at church who were going to feed into that and buy into that crisis mode all the time. But we figured out after a while that it was all a manipulation to get other people to fix all her problems and save her all the time because she made poor decisions. So it wasn't helping her. Right. It wasn't she helping wasn't her. working through mm -mm. her deep wounds and, and taking really, responsibility mm -hmm. for herself and that's what we are mm -hmm. all we're all responsible for ourselves and so it's our responsibility to say you know the things that happened to us as children that made us who mm -hmm. we are they happened 
Um, but we as adults get to choose a different path now. We get to, we are the only ones who can be responsible for our healing. And really, there's a lot of freedom and power in that. We've spent so many years feeling powerless. We right. really do have power. We have power to say no. We have power to have boundaries. We have power to heal ourselves. Um, we don't have to continue to attach ourselves to unhealthy people in unhealthy situations. Mm -hmm. We can choose differently. And we can cause, we can act uh, in a healthy way versus a codependent way. But it starts with healing. And that's why we're doing this. Because exactly. Because we're, we're walking through our own mm -hmm. healing journey. And it's so beautiful and it's so freeing. And we, you know, we wish we'd learned this years oh, and years Oh, gosh, and my life could have been ago. so much different. Our, not so just much, our, our lives so could have been different, yeah. but our children, you know, my right. children's lives exactly. would have been different if I Ooh. were a healthier person and a healthier mom 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, 20 years ago, my oldest child is four years old. Gosh, she would be a different person. She mm. would have a level of peace that she doesn't have now if I were a better mom. Exactly. 20 well, years ago. keep in mind, this doesn't happen overnight. Yes. These are lifelong um, habits and cycles of behavior. So give yourself grace, give yourself time. But there are things that you can do to find this healing. Mm -hmm. You know, research, read, Google, look for codependency podcasts, listen to things, go to counseling. Mm -hmm. Counseling is an excellent place to start. Mm -hmm. Go to a counselor who specializes in codependency. Mm -hmm. find a friend and maybe you both suffer from codependency have similarities in your marriages and whatever that you can help support each other instead um, of just commiserating work right together. work together don't just commiserate because then you're all just miserable yeah <laughs> actually do something to fix the problem yes. we don't get together just to complain no actually, that's we don't, just we don't we don't, complain, we don't really actually. do that anymore we don't no. yeah we don't complain what we're doing is trying to find a way out we're very proactive yes really so are. research read um do you know do a, a bible study with a group of ladies that want to work through this or a books club or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call mm -hmm. it meet with people maybe you meet on one-on-one -on -one, like yeah. you just meet the two of us meet with a group whatever you need to do find some support there are codependency support groups there is a program that a lot of churches offer called celebrate recovery and celebrate recovery they, co they cover a lot of different topics but typically they have a codependency group so you can go to their codependency group and then they have a step study which is the steps to walk out mm -hmm. of codependency. So, um, which is kind of what we walk through. Right. So there's a lot of resources out there. If you really want to find healing, trust us when we tell you, you can change. Yes. If you find yourself in relationships that bring you misery and that you feel like you're failing, you know, failing as a parent, failing as a spouse, failing as an employee or employer, whatever the case may be, sometimes mm -hmm. you may just feel this over overwhelming sense of, Failure, hopelessness. loss, hopelessness. Just know that there is a way out. There is healing and there is hope. And we are proof of that because we are changing. And if there's not a group for you, make one. Create one. That's can, what I did. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what she did. Exactly. And I'll tell you, she started this group many times with many different people. Um, and not everybody sticks. It is hard work. And not right. everybody it's sticks. Work. So don't be discouraged by that. If mm -hmm. it ends up with being just two or three people who consistently come together and are willing to do the work, that's all you need. Right. And you can do it face to face, you can do it virtually, you can you can do this with people all over the world. Right. So, but the but the point is to do it and to take responsibility for your own healing. Exactly. So yeah. So hey if you have comments, if you have questions, put mm -hmm. them below, like and subscribe us. Um, and we'll try to respond to as many as we can. 
um, just um, be encouraged, be blessed, and we will see you next time. For Thanks our so next much. Uncomfortable conversation. Exactly. <laughs>